for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 301 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And our good buddy Will is away this week. He and the wife decided to take a surprise trip to Disney. Taking the young one to Disney for his first time. So, who knows, maybe right about now Will's riding fucking the Millennium Falcon in Galaxy's Edge or something. But it's not just me, so don't get worried. Uh... It's not a solo. In fact, it's the first in-person Blue Harvest in like a year and a half or some shit. Because I've got my good buddy, Steve Crothy, with me. What is going on, buddy? Back on the podcast, after quite an absence, our good buddy Steve. You guys will know him from Blue Harvest Past when he used to host the trivia segment at the end of episodes. So fun. <laughs> and I, so I much more. It. I miss being here. Yeah, man. Um... We were actually going to re- have you on Blue Harvest sometime soonish because we've got something to announce, but then this popped up and we decided why not go ahead and take care of it. So thanks yeah. for coming over. We are both vaccinated gentlemen, so yep. we can do shit like this now. We got jabbed twice jabbed. and waited the two weeks. Jabbed, stabbed, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's got these terms. I got vaccinated. You got vaccinated. So... um, why don't we just go ahead and, and break the glass and tell everybody what we have been planning for the last six months or so. Steve and I are starting a podcast, a new podcast project. We've already recorded the first two episodes for it. It's still probably going to be about, a, I don't know, probably about a month before we Yeah, at least a couple of it. weeks, but, but more like a month, yeah. Yeah, we're, um, we're banking them because of my crazy schedule. I didn't know that I could commit to a certain time once a week to record an episode. So we're going to start banking episodes. That way we've got a little bit of a cushion. And that podcast is called High Potion. A podcast about video games. We're starting a video game podcast. I can't wait. Well, Uh, I guess I I did because we've recorded a couple like you said. But then they were real fun. Yeah, can't I can't wait think, for people to hear them. I think the first two episodes are solid. I've listened back to 
the first one, like when I was editing editing it and you know getting some levels mixed and stuff. And uh, I've started on the second one, and I, I think we're on to something. It sounds it sounds fun to me. I hope other people like it too. Yeah, and there's definitely not a lack of things to talk about. You know, there's no, a, there's a ton of things from past to present to future. Yeah, that's the thing. We haven't necessarily like. I imagine it's going to grow and change as we go on. Sure. Um, but right now, the format is kind of just whatever we want to talk about related to video games. Of course, we'll talk about breaking news and things like that. But um, you know, we've got we've got episodes planned out. This is a a podcast that we have been planning for, like I said, six months now. I want to say it was in the fall, maybe the end of summer last year. Yeah, when you started tr- like putting the bug in my ear about yeah. it, like well, we need to do a podcast. We should do a podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Because what happened was, uh, because of the fucking pandemic, we were getting together every weekend on our Discord server to chat and play video games with each other, or you know, Xbox Live or PlayStation Network, whatever it was. Putting on the headset and the clown makeup and fucking having a good time and. We were just sitting there talking about video games the whole time. It was basically unrecorded podcasts, dozens of them. <clears throat> so I said, well, and, and also for any of our Blue Harvest patrons, you will remember that over the summer last year, uh, Steve, Randy, and I, and uh, Corey came along for the ride for one of them. We did a couple of one-off episodes about new video game releases. We did one for The Last of Us 2 and one for Ghost of Tsushima. <sighs> both just so good i know man not our podcast they were fine but like this the games themselves are incredible yeah so that kind of led us to want to um that was kind of like you know sort of trial runs before we even had the idea to start it up um and then the big thing was i wanted it to be recorded in person yeah same here that was kind of the thing we needed to wait on because you know like I feel like Will and I have gotten a nice groove down doing it over Skype. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's no there's no hiccups. You know. But it's always a little more fun when it's in person. I agree. I agree. Just getting a look at you in your face and yeah. watch as you deliver the lines. and I don't know. It's just the feeding off of each other and like timing and stuff. You never have to worry about like the, no, 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 you go ahead. Right. No, mm-hmm. no, no, you go ahead. Well, you, sometimes it's, it happens, but, you know, it's a lot easier to deal with. Yes. <laughs> yes. In person. It's a lot easier to read cues and stuff. So that was what we were waiting on. And then as literally the weekend after your two week period was up, we recorded our first episodes. Yeah, I couldn't so wait. Yeah. We've got two more planned. I, I think we probably want to get four in the can. Then we'll go live. Our buddy Evan DeCellis is working on some artwork. Steve's tooling around with some theme song ideas and uh we'll be good to go so that's gonna get recorded the idea is there it just needs to get recorded which will happen in the next week or two yeah and uh if you guys want to i went ahead and secured the twitter account so if you guys want to go ahead and follow us on twitter uh go ahead and do that and you'll be able to see when it goes live and obviously i'll be you know promoting it on this show and stuff and uh, the Twitter account is High Potion Pod at High Potion Pod. That's H I G H Potion Pod. I don't know why I had to spell high. You could have high. gone H I Potion. You know, like 
that's I think that's how they spell it in Final Fantasy. But. Yeah, that, see, that's the thing. I I believe that is how they spell it in Final Fantasy, but it's shortened for right. I. Please. I like how you went with the the full though. Yeah, I mean, there's that not so subtle second meaning, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> there is no room for subtle subtlety in my podcasting world, Steve. <laughs> I think you should know that by now. I'm not the most subtle of dudes, so well, that's why I love you, buddy. High potion pod and. Once we get the podcast off the ground, there's going to be a YouTube element that we work into it and all kinds of fun stuff that we have planned. So if you're into video games even a little bit, I suggest you come on by and check it out. We would love to have you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and if you have, you know, eventually we're going to want people to engage and talk about video games yep. with us and shoot us questions and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't think uh, we were kind of talking about it. I don't think we'll do a, a weekly voicemail slash email segment like we do on blue harvest but we might do like a monthly mailbag mm -hmm. or something just like a full episode yeah but, where yeah. we just hear from from listeners so you know um that's the plan for right now we got the first two in the bag and it'll be coming very soon that's high potion podcast with me and my buddy steve and uh i can't wait for you guys to hear it so woohoo um, so anyway the bad batch oh wait you got to do some business uh, yeah i do have to do some business follow us on twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod and we have a youtube channel which you can find the link for in the show notes speaking of twitch and youtube big shout out to all the listeners that stopped by and hung out for our live streamed 300th episode it was a lot of fun and uh i was frankly surprised that people actually showed up. Yeah, man, I was there. Along. Yeah, it was awesome. I, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I got to say, uh, I'm still pretty surprised at the lack of technical difficulties that happened. I was expecting something major to happen, something on Will's end not to work, my end wasn't going to work. Um, there's definitely some changes I want to make make for the next time because I had I got these special lights right these photography lights like streaming lights uh, set up on the table and bro it my ass looked like fire in the sky like my <laughs> ass was about to be abducted right yeah you were squinting a good bit <laughs> I could, they were so bright and then like i have this remote control for them right here mm -hmm. that shit wasn't working i was trying to change the brightness and oh it was bright looks like jeremy zune yeah i can hold over 300 songs on it <laughs> um but yeah, that's um, I want once again thanks for coming by, guys. If you still want to see the episode, it's up on our YouTube channel. I don't know if it's still up, like on demand or whatever on the Twitch channel. Maybe it is. Um, and I've been posting like cutting out little clips and editing them, and I've been posting those on all our social media stuff as well. So check it out. <coughs> and. If you really enjoy the show, we've got a Patreon, whereas for as little as $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, um, all our bonus podcasts. I've been posting uh, immediate reactions to uh, Bad Batch episodes. We've got a new year by podcast on there and so many other bonus shows. And that's patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast for all your Blue Harvest support needs. And big shout out to all our patrons. You guys are the best. So much content there, by the way. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. I a mean, a ton of content. If you haven't jumped in now, you could jump in and fill several work days up just listening to my dumb ass. 
<laughs> talk about Star Wars and a variety of other things. So check it out. Hopefully you dig it. So we have a new episode of Bad Batch to talk about this week. That's the second episode, Cut and Run. We also have some Star Wars, some surprising Star Wars celebration news that popped up today. Um, this feels weird. I'm not used to recording one of these when the sun is still out <laughs> and a day early. So, uh, side note, we don't have any voicemails or emails this week because uh, normally you guys get them in like late on Wednesday or during Thursday during the day because you guys know when we record. So, I jumped the gun a little bit and um, uh, we're recording a day early and way earlier during the day. So, if you send in an email or a voicemail and you don't hear it this week, that's why. We'll, we'll hear from you guys next week when Will's back. Okay, he'd be so, better at answering those questions than me, probably. Anyway, oh, I don't know. It's not, I think it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, we'll do the Star Wars celebration news first. Um, Star Wars celebration, you know, was supposed to happen last year. Last year, Jesse and I were going to make the trip to Anaheim, see all our Star Wars buddies, and then COVID fucked it all up. Yeah, it fucked it all up, <laughs> and uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you know, because of that, it got delayed till 2022, August of 2022. Well, today they announced that it's moved again, but not further back. It's moved up to May 22, May 22nd. No, May 26th to the 29th, 2022. Basically Memorial Day weekend in 2022. Hmm. Um. So they have moved Star Wars Celebration up by about three months. And, buddy, when I saw that, I don't know why, but instantly I was struck with anxiety. Sure. I mean, I don't, who knows? Um, numbers might be fine by then, but. It's not even, it's not so much that because, you know, depending on how things go, like, I'm expecting to have to at least by then get another COVID vaccine. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which I have no problem doing. I'll totally do that. But my issue is like it instead of like it being a year and a half or a year and three months away, now it's basically a year away. And it's like, oh, like I know it's still a year away, but like that just sends me into like, oh, we got to lock shit down. Now we got to get our flights. We booked hotels through the convention before it got moved and that got canceled. And they sent out emails saying, like, you know, we canceled your hotel reservation. Um, but when we put the next series of rooms up for order, you'll be first in line. Anybody that already. So, I, you know, I've been looking for that email and haven't gotten it yet. So that's making me nervous. Like, when am I going to get that email so we can secure the hotel room? Because Anaheim, Memorial Day, like, hotel rooms are not only going to be at a premium Everybody's going to be trying to get them, I assume, even if they're not going for Star Wars sure, celebration. Yeah, it's probably just a popular place to be. Yeah, it's a long weekend. It's a mm -hmm. school break weekend. So, is there somebody you can email? Ask, speak I'm to the manager. I'm calling tomorrow. Get your best Karen on. No, I. You know, I'm actually. Because, I know. I, I always treat those people with tons of respect. <laughs> yeah, because I, I worked uh, phone tech support mm -hmm. for an, an internet service provider. I know what that shit is like, so I try to be as understanding. And Same when I'm really pissed off about my internet, mm -hmm. and I just I'm like, "Oh, you fucking cable company that I won't name, like you sons of bitches." Spectrum, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're throwing a Spectrum. Sucks. Yeah, the company, yeah, but like the person you're talking to on the phone, you know, 
it's the you know they didn't unplug my internet mm-hmm. it's not their fault you know and like i i realize they have a like a order of things they have to do where the thing is i don't like when they talk to me like i'm kind of dumb <laughs> so i call up and i'm like what sucks at first is like it's an automated system so it's like we'll restart your modem from here hang out with us for a little while and it's a robot and then finally if that doesn't work you get to a real person and they'll be like well let me ask you something <laughs> and i'll go let me just tell you first off i already restarted the modem and they're like yeah but did you unplug it from the power to restart it yep already did that did you unscrew the coaxial cable and screw that back in because they tried to get me with that one a couple of times and i'm like yep i know the i know the routine and then inevitably they say well let's just try that one more time okay (laughs) like i'm not lying to you and i realize you have to go through these steps and nine out of ten when i call the the internet company there's a service outage in our area and i know this but I just want the confirmation because Jesse and I both use the internet for our jobs. Same. My wife does too. If it's a, if it's a problem with us, I want to get someone out here as soon as possible. Right. So we don't have a super long interruption. Cause sometimes you'll call and it'll be a problem here and they'll be like, we could get you in, um, in a week and a half. And I'm like, no, we're going to have to, well, okay, let me, let me, and you'll hear him typing. Oh, you know what? There's an appointment tomorrow. Oh, oh, really? Cool. Well, how about I get that one? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I got a call and find about these hotel rooms. You got me on a fucking tangent, bro. Customer <laughs> service tangent. Um, and the thing that sucks, I'm seeing um, a lot of my Australian friends not stoked about this because they don't even know if by May of next year they're going to be allowed international travel yet Mm. in fact i I was reading an article that said they're not expecting to open that up until mid 2022 which sounds like it would be right on the line but how how can you be expected to plan for international like that's not like me and jesse getting a a flight to anaheim that's small potatoes compared to what all they're having to deal with so like I feel for him, and there's a lot of people upset, and I understand it. Like, yeah, like what if it was in, you know, China or, or something? No, what if it was in Australia? Like, what if it was reversed and it was in Australia, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, you, you know how you were planning to go to Australia in August next year? May, we're moving that up by three months." Like, bro, we wouldn't be recording tonight. I would have called you and been like, "Dude, I am having a panic attack, an all day <laughs> panic attack." I could see you having a panic attack in my mind right now. Oh, it's in rough. that situation, it would definitely. I get happen. red like this hot sauce bottle. <laughs> my face gets all red. <laughs> Let's see. On the scale, I think you'd probably be like hot buffalo. Hot, bu- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hall says hot buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I don't know, man. I uh, hopefully everybody can get their their trips figured out. And I was looking, and I guess. Because I couldn't really figure out, like, what the deal was. Why would they change it? And you got to think it's not because there was some booking conflict with the convention center. Because they would have worked that out last year when they changed the dates initially, right? I think it might be because Disney's D23 convention is a month later in September. So I think they're trying to separate them from each other. That makes sense. But... 
and like I don't know, maybe I'm out of touch. Fucking cancel D twenty. Fuck D twenty three. I don't care what Ariel is up to. You know what I mean? Up yeah. where they walk, up where they talk, and bullshit like that. No, thank you. Like, I don't know what D twenty three is. It's like a general Disney convention. Okay. And it's it's and you know like every now and then there'll be some Star Wars stuff, but you know they'll cover Star Wars, Marvel, and then Disney Park stuff. Everything Disney right. is, is under the sun is is covered under D twenty three. Stupid question: Is that a younger audience? You'd think. No. Okay. I think it's probably a similar age demographic. Uh, I've never been. I've never really wanted to go. Every time they roll around, because normally what happens is D23 will be one year, and then there'll be a Star Wars celebration the next year. So, like, the last D23 was in 20... Well, there wasn't one in 2020. Um, But you see what I'm saying? They sort of seem like they alternate years, but now they're crunched up and d23 is every two years so um i don't know i uh you know i talked to johnny johnny was he was like is johnny this Grasso? legit yeah oh, shout out johnny Grasso. he was like is this shit legit and i was like yeah buddy came from the official account unless their ass got hacked that would be fucked up um so yeah hopefully if if you're a listener and you were planning on going to celebration and this throws your plans into a haywire. I hope you can get it uh, figured out without too much hassle. Um, so, <coughs> anyways, the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, this the show. You're like you're gonna have to watch uh, yeah. both episodes. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This came out, and I was like, damn it, you're gonna make me miss like seven episodes of this Japanese basketball anime that I was gonna watch. I've been watching. Okay, let me tell you. There's a couple of reasons why I'm excited to talk to you about the bad batch other than just being able to hang out with you again and stuff but you guys steve is an anime connoisseur supreme and like i like anime um a lot of my friends like anime but you know i kind of hit the well-known shit you know what i'm saying i'm like oh i love attack on titan you know what i'm saying i'll talk to you about attack on titan all day full metal alchemist talk to you about it all day every day (laughs) Um, and so on and so forth. But my buddy Steve, I'll be talking to him. I'll be like, "What are you? What anime are you watching now?" Oh, I'm watching this anime about uh, volleyball. It's really good. <laughs> Actually, I think that one's pretty mainstream. High Q. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> Steve is always telling me about these these anime I've never heard about, and cooking animes. Oh yeah, Food Wars. Food uh, Wars, good shit. Basketball animes, like he just. Uh, uh, King Kuro of Kuro Diamond, Basket. yep, Ace of Diamond, Ace of yep. Diamond, mm-hmm. which is a baseball anime. You've gotten big I've into seen the... a couple baseball animes. There's that <laughs> and the Big Windup. <laughs> seen both seasons of that. So you, you, Steve is getting into the the genres of anime that I didn't even know were that much of a thing. Sports anime, right? Yeah, big sports anime fan. Among other genres of anime, there's so many of them. And not to mention just that, but Steve has never partaken in Star Wars animation before. Mm-mm, I haven't. You might have seen a little bit of Clone Wars or something here or there coming over here back in the day, mm-hmm. but never sat down and really taken it in. So to get you to sit down and watch a 70-minute premiere episode and then a regular-length second episode, was really excited to hear what you had to think going from more traditional 2D anime animation to CG Star Wars style animation, 
give me your basic thoughts. Like, what did you think as a whole? Well, you've already talked about the first episode on your your yeah, live but we one. can talk about that but too. I really liked it. Like, it was really good. The animation is you know top shelf. It looks really great. Yeah, C- couldn't complain. There, the fight scenes were really great. I mean, the part where Wrecker gave uh, one of those attack robots the German suplex, which was <laughs> awesome. That was probably my favorite part of everything so far. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the story. Uh, got into it, you know, like the characters. This is the first time I've seen these characters. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was bummed that uh, the one guy turned heel because... Uh, oh. Uh, Crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah, because I liked, I actually liked him the best in all the fight scenes because he was doing wicked shit like shooting a knife into mm-hmm. somebody's face, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Bad Batch got introduced last season in Clone Wars, and it's actually... Between Clone Wars's first cancellation and it coming back, the Bad Batch arc was sort of legendary in Star Wars fandom because after Clone Wars got canceled, they started doing these panels at different celebrations and stuff called like the Untold Stories of the Clone Wars. And Dave Filoni would come out with his hat and stuff, <laughs> and like maybe he'd wear a shirt talking about how Ahsoka lives or something. And they they would show rough versions of unfinished episodes and the bad batch was one of them so it was one of these arcs that we knew would have existed and then you know clone wars gets brought back and they finish that arc and now they've got their whole their own ass spin-off show so it's been fun to watch that journey and know about this term the bad batch and now like i'm looking forward to new episodes every week um, so as someone who watches a lot of traditional 2d animation, was it jarring or like, did you have any problem? Like, no, used I didn't to it? think so. I thought it was, it was, it was fine. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's more jarring to me when I'm watching like anime and they do like CG in, in anime. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. kind of tough for, for me to watch. Cause it's, that's real jarring when that yeah, happens. It know, can be done. Okay. It's not it, the, it's not the worst thing, but they're still kind of finding their feet. Yeah, well, when you look back, I would say maybe five or six years ago, an anime that was in, including CG, it looked rough. Mm-hmm. And now when you see them include it, like, because a lot of that stuff... It in, still kind of does look rough. Like, well, the Dragon's Dogma anime that came out on Netflix, I couldn't watch past the first episode because oh, CG was rough. so bad. Oh, yeah. really? Well, like, my example would be Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan does a lot of cg and it seems pretty seamless they're good yeah yeah um, in but, the right hands yeah you know with with the the right touches it can be just fine <laughs> um now the bad batch looked incredible like the yeah the animation on that is in really really good it is and star that particular style of star wars animation the clone because like to me there's three distinct styles of star wars animation that we've gotten so far and that would be clone wars that would be Rebels, and that would be Resistance. All three of those look fairly different from each other. And Clone Wars, Bad Batch is basically Clone Wars, that style. But I actually watched an older episode of Clone Wars today, like in the second season. Um, and the difference between that and the Bad Batch is highly noticeable. They got so good they are towards the end of the Clone Wars and now obviously into the Bad Batch. They really kicked it up a notch. I imagine they probably were able to hire a lot more people 
you know, with that Disney. Yeah, well, not just that, but see, the thing is, is I think, you know, Clone Wars started in like 2008. So you're looking at like 13 years ago, and I think just the passage of time, technology, like that stuff, it's a, it's a way different process than it was back then. You know what I mean? And oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Way easier to get better results. Now, my question is, when does the time come that we get a video game in that Clone Wars animated style? Because they could pull it off. You got to think that stuff like that would be in the works, right? Like, I think a Mandalorian video game should happen, if nothing. Yeah. I mean, now, okay, so there's been some rumors. There's been some hardcore, and they're heating up. Like, when I first saw, and I think Will and I talked about these a couple weeks ago. When I first saw these rumors going around, I thought maybe it was just bullshit. But they keep coming up, and there's... They've got to, man. Yeah. Like, they'd be leaving so much money on the table if they don't do something like that. Yeah. I think. So the the two main rumors that keep popping up in different places, who, from what I understand, are fairly reputable, I still don't know as far as, like, quote-unquote video game insiders. I don't know who's reputable besides, like, Jason Schreier. Right. Like, I still don't know that world super well. But from what I understand, these people are fairly reputable. And the two big rumors that are going around is that there's a Mandalorian game in the works, probably pretty early works, and that there's the possibility of a Microsoft exclusive Star Wars game. They may be one and the same. They may be different. I've kind of heard both things. Either way, that would so, be awesome. I'm I'm kind of stoked about either of those ideas, but yeah, I think I, I don't know. They both make sense. The Mandalorian and the Bad Batch, actually. You know, yeah, Bad Batch would make sense as like a tactical kind of deal. Oh, almost like, like a, a XCOM, XCOM or Gears mm-hmm. of War Tactics, mm-hmm. something that like that. Would yeah. make such a sick game. Like you would have to, um, you would have to take away the whole permadeath thing obviously. oh sure yeah but maybe you could have other regular clone troopers in your squad that you can level up and equip with different stuff and maybe those guys could be permadeath you know they could oh that's a really good idea yeah i could definitely see it maybe I make definitely it, see it quite a, a not quite a bit but at least a little bit easier than XCOM too yeah where you're point blank with a shotgun in somebody's face it tells you you've got like a Ninety-eight-nine point six percent chance of hitting it, and somehow you miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows brutal. Um, so, uh, you dug the first episode. Did you? Was there anything in the first episode that you didn't quite get that I can maybe smooth out for you? Like, um, let's see. So, it starts with them doing the execute order 66 mm-hmm. is it saving that kid right saving the kid who they, turns out to be one of the main characters in star wars rebels mm-hmm. down the line he's kanan kanan okay yeah. i've heard definitely heard y'all talk about him on the podcast yeah. yeah um and then the whole get back to the empire or the empire takes over mm-hmm. and then they they get tested by tarkin mm-hmm. and then uh what did, where did they go from there? Uh, then they went to the planet where Saw Gerrera. That's right, okay. Saw Gerrera. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that was Forrest Whitaker from Rogue One. He was a character who originally was introduced in the Clone Wars. 
I remember him, him from the movie. Yeah, for mm-hmm. him to show up in Rogue One back in the day was a pretty big deal. Sure. That was the first time we saw a character who we had only seen in animation transition to live action. Right. So, you know, they they suspect them of not being good soldiers or whatever. So they escape with the, the kid. Mm-hmm. With uh, Omega. Yep. Omega. Okay. What'd you think about Omega? Hey, she's geek. fine. She's fine. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they went with the, the child trope, you know, similar to the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, but not a big deal. I, I like her character. You know? Well, see, the thing is, is uh, I actually started this thought during the live stream and then got distracted and forgot to like finish up on it. But Star Wars, it seems occasionally will follow like the different uh, formats of Star Wars will sort of follow each other with these trends. Like for a while there, it was I'm a sassy droid. <laughs> and that was the trend. You had like K2SO and L3 from the movies from Rogue One and Solo. And then you, in the comics, you had this character named Triple uh, Zero, who was like this all blacked out murderous C-3PO motherfucker. And then you had like, um, you could, whoop, sorry, I guess you could kind of say Chopper in Rebels. If not Chopper, there was another vo- droid that sort of had like a um, Alan Rickman sounding voice. So for a while there, sassy droids are in, right? And then even in Rebels and Rogue One, they kind of went the blind force user route where Kanan gets blinded. And then, you know, you had Chirrut, um, who was blind and was connected to the force and stuff. So sometimes it seems like, I don't know if it's parallel thinking or the story groups hanging out and they're like, oh, you guys are doing a sassy droid. Well, guess what? We're doing a sassy (laughs) droid too, motherfucker. Um, But yeah, sometimes these things end up happening and now once again you have it with like you know obviously there's a little difference sure she's older you know she's she's older she's not a little yoda yeah she proved herself immediately pretty useful and ballsy what by shooting the gun yeah uh, gun out of crosshair's hands you know saving the day and if she turns out to be force sensitive in some way then you're really really starting to veer into that sort of mandalorian (laughs) territory right where you have the the young ward who's sensitive to the force, but she's the I guess can clones be sensitive to the force? I mean, <sighs> I mean I'm generally I I'm not I, I generally don't know genuinely I, don't know. I don't know, man. I also don't really know one way yes or or no. You know, there's like this whole thing about Palpatine being cloned. Oh yeah, post, I, I saw something about that. Post, you know, Return of the Jedi and that's how he's back in Rise of Skywalker and and all this stuff. I don't really know. But the question is can pa- clones be force sensitive when they decide they want to have a force sensitive clone? They can be, <laughs> you, you know. I know that takes a little bit of the fun out of of like knowing your canon and stuff, but like canon is malleable, right? They can change whatever the fuck they want. Right. And it makes sense for, you know, her to have, have like to be a clone with a defect just like them. Cause mm-hmm. that's kind of what the bond is, right? That's right. why he feels so Hunter is this yeah, like Rambo he, Rambo, <laughs> John J Rambo, <laughs> why he feels so uh, connected to her or whatever. And feels like they need to save her or whatever. Did you notice they did really good jobs with it when she copies Hunter I, I missed all like of those subtleties. He'll do like this, he'll rub his chin, and then you look and Omega's doing the same thing. Like <laughs> I missed that. that. They've, because kids in animated Star Wars can be rough. There has not been 
the best history with it for me personally. Like I grew into liking Ezra. Ezra at the beginning was rough for me. He's he's the main character of of Rebels. Um, I would say Omega has endeared herself to me pretty early on. I like the character and I'm, I'm invested already. And I think a lot of that has to do with this doesn't have that. There was a slapsticky element to Rebels that never really landed with me. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I like Star Wars animation the best when I can watch it and imagine what it would be like in live action. Does that make sense? Sure. Mm-hmm. And a, a few times in Rebels and in Resistance, they pushed it a little too far over the edge of like, I don't see how this would work in live action. Um, but regardless, uh, I do enjoy the character and I'm interested. There's there's some sort of central mystery with her going on. and I'm Omega, that's Omega. how she said it. At first I thought she said Amiga, like the old console. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? Or the, <laughs> then I realized it was like a an accident. Yeah, Omega, which... You know, you know, like Will said last week, does that mean she was the last clone? Not really, because we saw some of those dudes in the tubes, right? Like when Tarkin is talking to them and being like, I don't think we need clones anymore. What race were those people that make the clones? Kaminoans. Kaminoans. Yes, okay. from Kamino. They looked interesting. Yeah. I've probably seen them on the on the prequels, but I don't remember. Yeah, they're... they're uh, you know they're there for a bit in the second one in, in episode two. That's really besides that in Clone Wars. That's really where they show up as episode two. Um, so we should talk about the second episode of Bad Batch Cut and Run, the newest episode. Um, what did you think about that one? I enjoyed it. Uh, I like the I like the first one better, but like yeah. I feel like the first one was supposed to be like big. Here you go. Mm-hmm. It's like what, an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, which flew by. Yeah, it went real quick. Yeah, yeah. the second one was good too. Like, uh, but you know, just on a smaller scale. Like, did, weren't you telling me that the um, the character they go to meet? Cut. Is, that's that's it. Yeah. So, Cutlick Quain, if you guys don't know, uh, is a character who was in a single episode, as far as I remember, of Clone Wars in season two, way back. That's actually why I watched a season two episode of Clone Wars today <laughs> was to go back and watch his episode. And um, the whole idea between behind that episode is they go to this planet. Grievous is on there and he's trying to escape. So it's like Obi-Wan and his clone patrol chasing Grievous. Rex gets injured and gets taken in by Cut Laquane's family. And that's when they discover that Cut Laquane is a deserted clone he deserted the army he's a clone that deserted i just said that four different ways but and and, you know it's this whole oh like rex has this sense of duty type thing and and cut has he feels like he's betrayed the republic and cuts like no dude i just didn't want to fight like i don't want to fight like just because i was bred to do that doesn't mean that like that's my only purpose in life it was a pretty heavy well done episode especially earlier on in, in clone wars so this is another one of those cool instances where they connected. And I, you know, honestly, I would not have expected of all episodes to them to connect back to on Clone Wars. It was that one. And it turned out to be pretty cool. Um, Cause yeah. Why did they seek them out in the first place? It was to, um, I 
think of it. So they're trying to like you know they they leave. They're obviously going to be hunted by the empire right, right. and mm. and by Crosshair. And they're like, well, I know a guy. So clearly, sometime in between that episode of Clone Wars and Bad Batch, the Bad Batch also met Cut Wayne. As far as I know, we've never seen that in books or comics or definitely not one of the shows. So they know him somehow. In fact, when they meet with Cut, he even says like, oh, Rex was here a couple of days ago. And they're like, oh, shit, Rex is still around. So clearly that's setting up to meet Rex. Rex, um, being, which you probably don't know. Don't know who Rex is. Rex. So each Jedi sort of has their... um, captain or commander or whatever the there's a clone that's in charge of their clone uh i don't know what you would patrol not patrol battalion battalion and so like obi-wan kenobi his clone guy is commander cody anakin's is captain rex so captain rex is a clone who has spent a lot of time side by side anakin and ahsoka right he's probably the main clone character from the Clone Wars never shows up in any of the movies because he was created after the prequels were done. Um, and they explain that away by when Anakin and Obi-Wan go to save Emperor Palpatine at the beginning of episode three, which you see redone in animation at the beginning of the Bad Batch. Anakin leaves Rex and a a good portion of his clone battalion with Ahsoka to help her with the Battle of Mandalore. That's actually the last arc of the Clone Wars, right? So Rex is is like the main clone guy, and it's definitely setting up to meet him at some point in the Bad Batch. Honestly, we kind of knew that was coming because they showed it in the trailer. They gave that shit away in the trailer that Rex was going to be in here. Um, So yeah, he, he... clearly Rex has kept up some sort of relationship with cut and Sue and the rest of their family, their kids. Um, my one question for you is someone who likes to watch serialized animation, which, you know, anime most of the time is a continuous story. Um, do you think they pulled the trigger on the whole? Cause this happens. Was that me? That's me. It happens anytime there's a show or especially a a cartoon where there's a young kid in the protection of, you know, some people. There's always going to be the episode where they're like, kids, you're not meant to be here with us. This is a rough life. This is no life for a kid. And then they all come together and learn a lesson at the end and everybody stays together. Right. It is one of the most used tropes with this kind of storytelling. Do you feel like they pulled the trigger on that that particular episode? Uh, maybe. Early, a little early? Maybe. Um, I think so. I know what you mean. And it, there was also the part where she, you know, don't go beyond the fence now. You know, oh, mm-hmm. th- th- let me go get the ball. Yeah. Oh, she went beyond the fence? Oh, oh shit. shit. There's fucking <laughs> monsters out there and shit. But which was kind of cool because you got to see old girl use her sniper rifle, mm-hmm. which I liked that. That mm-hmm. was cool. And, um, just watching Hunter get up in the face of that thing. Oh, and, like, man. Not be scared and just fight it off with a knife or whatever. There's it was pretty awesome. I want to sit down with Dave Filoni or whoever and be like, come on, guys. That's Rambo, right? <laughs> and if they try to say no, I'm going to slap that hat off his head, dude. I'm going to slap <laughs> that hat off of Dave Filoni's head. If he tries to deny that that is in any way based off of 
John J. Rambo. You know, the only thing I knew about Dave Filoni before The Mandalorian was when he was on the chef show with uh, John Favreau. And uh, And he looked stoned as shit. (laughs) He probably was. They have to be stoned to eat all that food because they make like 16 things and they're all eating all of it. I clean my plate. I'm telling you, there was a couple of times leading into The Mandalorian when John Favreau and Dave Filoni would do like little videos for StarWars.com or whatever. And the two of them would be hanging out and be like, man, you know, it's just like, what if we, what would it be like if you were just playing with Star Wars toys and you put it on screen? <laughs> Looking like they just took bong rips before they got on camera. <laughs> Looking like they probably did. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I I like the episode. I'm not saying I don't like it. It just feels like it might that particular storyline of like, oh, we got to get rid of this kid. Right. Would have been a little more impactful even two episodes down the line. Mm-hmm. Like I know what the you're very saying. next episode you you introduce us to this kid and then the very next episode he's already trying to pawn her off on someone else, you know? But I you know, it like it, it had to be with that family, you know, cuz he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you can go with with them and" mm-hmm. It's not like he just left her with some shady, shady dude. Right. <laughs> hey, take care of this kid. But, um, you know, there was there was also good parts in the episode. One thing I liked was how at the end when they were fighting um, all the bad guys at the hangar. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just kept seeing, we need backup. Uh, we need some backup to the docks or whatever. And, and like that happened in, like, three or four different scenes. It just felt like they just kept calling for backup. And they just, get, <laughs> just keep getting wiped out. Like... I, I really, so, you know, I was, I liked the Bad Batch story arc from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's cool. We got Clone Wars back. But I wasn't like off the wall crazy about it. So far in the first two episodes of the Bad Batch series, they've done a really good job of making me like the characters and like being excited for more episodes. Because, you know, when they when they talk about all the Star Wars we have coming up. Bad Batch was not necessarily at the top. Sure, well, of you've got all those for. all those shows, man. There's got to be yeah, and like you know, Book of Boba Fett. That's my number one, obviously. All the movies that we don't know much about, but I, I like the teams behind, and then all the shows and things like that. That is, you know, it was it was tough to put Bad Batch near the top. So I'm pleasantly surprised with how much I'm actually turning out to like it. That's yeah, been nice. It's been good. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed it. The, the other another part I liked was the spaceship boot. I yeah. like that too. That reminded me of parking downtown back in the day in like a Friday night. Oh, and, <laughs> and coming and, back and seeing that boot on your car. Great yellow boot. <laughs> I saw somebody. I wish I'd known Wrecker back then. About uh, maybe a year into me living here in Birmingham, I saw somebody driving around with a boot on their car. <laughs> I fucking hate those, man. Like people will just kind of park off in the distance and watch people park in those lots and then just go hit the car as soon as they leave or whatever yeah it's it's been a while since i've been booted i'm pretty careful about it now um uh one thing i do really like about the series so far is the job it's done a really good job of showing the transition from like the Republic era to the empire era. And like, it's, it's just little background stuff you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. The whole scene with Palpatine on the big projection screen. Right. Right. But not just that, like in the second episode when they're, they're in disguise and 
Uh, they're downtown trying to figure out how they're going to get off the planet. There's that um, hologram of the Imperial guy, and he's like, you can trade in your Republic credits for brand new Imperial credits. That was credits. really cool, too. Yeah, yeah, like those little touches that show you. like Because you always... Like you think about Star Wars for thirty-eight years, like me or whatever, and you come across these like you you wonder like how that all went down. It wasn't. It's not just like Palpatine shows up in his fucking bathrobe right. mm-hmm. with his nutsack face and he's like, "We're the Empire now, and it's done." Yeah, done. Like you know, Boom. there's a process. I also liked um, how well it, it was creepy, but like their system of like you got to have a, a code, chain code, a chain code, yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. like just this way to catalog. Basically, it's probably in a vaccine, people. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plandemic, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, sheeple. <laughs> um, so, something I think I can't wait to talk to you about when it happens is Star Wars Visions. Oh, the the animated one. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to see that too. The the anthology series done by different anime studios and since we have steve here an anime expert i consider to be an anime expert. <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> like when you know when when will and i were initially talking about it and and thinking about oh, okay so it's gonna be i think 10 i think they've announced 10 different ones um and thinking about studios and, and creators that could be involved like once again i don't have the largest pool to pull from so like bones the company that did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I was like, yeah, I would love to see them do that. Wit, the studio who did like all of Attack on Titan except basically the most recent season. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, uh, me and my buddy Aaron, friend of the podcast, Aaron Boyd, you know, would really like to see Studio Ghibli. I don't know how likely that is. That's basically like getting Disney Lucas to do... Film. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like getting Disney to do animation for Warner right, Brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have a, a connection back in the day because back in the day, Disney distributed Ghibli films in the U.S. and stuff. But um, do you have any pulls? Like, do you have any studios or creators that you think would be cool to see? Wit would definitely be one. Yeah. Uh, IG would be one. Now, what does IG do? It, well, they did... Um... They've done Kuroko No Basket, which is what the one I've been watching lately. Um, but they just know how to do good action scenes. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not like I can't re- recall a lot of the so smaller of animation yeah. studios because yeah, I watch a lot of weird ones. Um, yeah, I I can't wait to see what that is. And the fact that it appears to be whoa. Hey, oh. Steve. That was definitely <laughs> not me. Steve. <laughs> um, the fact that there seems to be um, a good enough respo- response internally that they're doing like a, a whole ass Star Wars Ronin book to tie in with it, like leaves me pretty hopeful. That sounds pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. It reminds me of um, the Animatrix. Do you remember that? Yes. Which I, I thought was cool. I fucking love the animatrix yeah i thought it was awesome so the first know, episode was done by the same person who did ninja scroll which was a big anime for me in the 90s yeah and i can't think of the studio who did so that. when matrix the matrix 4 got announced i don't know what was it, a year ago two years ago now it's hard to keep track that shit comes out this year i was like you know what i haven't watched the matrix in a long time so i took my silly little ass over to voodoo and I broke out my silly little fucking debit card and I bought the Matrix pack on Voodoo that came with all three movies and 4K and the Animatrix. Fuck yeah. Watched the first movie, 
then you don't go to the second movie. You watch the Animatrix first. Go to the second, watch the Animatrix. And I'm like, guys, I'm back into the Matrix, y'all. <laughs> like, go get me the fucking coat and the tight leather pants. Somebody hook me up. The wraparound shades. Yeah, they are the the shades that just clip on the bridge of your nose, like <laughs> Morpheus. Morpheus ones. Yeah, yeah. And then I got into the second one, and I was like, I might not be as I'm much out. into the Matrix as I thought, guys. I'm out. So, um, yeah, that Animatrix, such a cool idea that we then saw other properties adopt. Right, there was a Halo one that was pretty good. There was a Batman one. Okay. Um, so to have Star Wars doing that, to finally be getting Star Wars anime, sheesh! By the way, I looked up IG and I'm an idiot. Like they, I mean, I didn't think I thought they were this old, but they did like Ghost in the Shell and the old Evangelion as well. Oh, so, okay, that know, would be fucking sick. They've been around for a while. Yeah, I, I wish we would get a list. Like they know people at Lucasfilm know the studios. Why not let us in on it, man? <laughs> I want to know. Um, I don't know why I get this thing where I get stuff stuck in my brain. You know this. I'll get a, I'll become a repeaty repeaterson sometimes. I love it. And the entire time we're sitting here, Steve, for the last 52 minutes we've been sitting here, I've just been thinking, but fucker 3000 <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head. And, and like, it's, we're talking about the bad batch and in the back of my head, I'm going, let's call the episode, but fucker 3000. <laughs> we can't call the episode, but fucker 3000. <sighs> People know the, I don't know. It may be the origins of that. I hope you could call Steve. I can't just be throwing butt fucker 3000 out into the ether <laughs> and then just letting that hang there without some sort of explanation. <laughs> So you guys remember a few months ago, the whole like uh, lawyer on Zoom thing where he had the cat filter on and he was like, I'm sorry, your honor. Uh, I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. There was this thing this week where there's a big hearing and there's like, I don't know, 12 people in a Zoom call along with a judge. And he's like, all right, bring in uh, the plaintiff or whatever. And the guy shows up in his Zoom screen, his Zoom his Zoom screen name is Buttfucker3000. And uh, the, the the judge goes, okay, so I guess we've got Buttfucker3000, sir. What's your name? And the guy says his name and he goes, oh, so it's not Buttfucker3000? Your name is not Buttfucker3000? I wonder why the, the 3000, like what that number means to him, you know? I Maybe he's been keeping a tally, or maybe that's the ultimate goal. Butt yeah, fuck maybe maybe three, the goal. Three thousand butts. <laughs> and you know, he's at like four, so he's Or it's like some kind of space thing. Like <laughs> No, he's oh, it's like sci fi. Butt fucker he's, in the year three thousand. No, he's a robot. He's a butt fucking robot. <laughs> he is the three thousand model. There was the eight hundred, which you know. <laughs> Had like you know synthoid flesh oh, over it, a this metal one, this, endoskeleton. Um, this one's like not even the one thousand, which could no. like fucking turn into liquid no. and like morph into other things. No, this is the butt fucker three thousand. This came out in one of those Terminator movies that only like five people saw. <laughs> that had the fucking Daenerys Targaryen curse. <laughs> that lady shows up in a movie and that shit tanks immately. <laughs> oh, Amelia Clark. Uh, don't don't shit talk Amelia. Amelia Clark. I'm not me. shit talking. <laughs> I'm not shit talking her. Trust me, I ain't She's shit talking. I, I do not disagree. 
but you can't take away with the fact that she's been in two of the biggest franchises, Terminator and Star Wars, and both tanked. Just bad luck, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. But you can't I, blame her necessarily. <laughs> but I just call it the Amelia, the the Daenerys Targaryen curse. Could be. She might be like the Reaper. <laughs> oh, speaking of Reapers, we're two days away from Mass Effect Legendary Collection coming out, and I am fucking hot. <laughs> Hell yeah! Sheesh! I'm, excited. I'm excited to play those for the first time. Man, you're talking about one of my favorite game series finally coming. I mean, I, you want to talk about a fucking tanking. Mass Effect Andromeda broke my goddamn heart. Almost didn't get more Mass Effect, and now it's finally coming back. Granted, it's remakes of the first three games. Granted, they're not remade from the ground up, so it's not like, you know, I've been playing some real graphically impressive shit lately, so it's not like I'm going to be playing these and be like, shit, this looks like, uh, this is great. <laughs> this This looks better than anything I've ever played. No, especially like because you've got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming out soon. Yep, and I just got done playing the PS5 version of the Insomniac games, which look incredible. And then I've been playing Returnal, which looks really good. So, They're saying that Ratchet and Clank game, and I don't like to like get all hypey about video games. It's not even a series I'm super into, but they're like, it's like playing a Pixar movie. Oh. Like they're getting to that point now. Oh, sheesh. I know it's tough to get a PlayStation 5. I've, I heard the shortage oh, is going to continue God. on into next year. It's because of those semiconductors. Yeah, man. There's so much shit that's just hard to get a hold of. There's so much. Elon Musk probably fucking has them all. Oh, my God. That dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they, I'm going to blame uh, Solo and the latest Terminator movie bombing on him. <laughs> Sorry, Amelia Clark. That's my bad. We're going to blame it on Elon Musk from now on. Oh, man. You could say that the curse also applied to Game of Thrones, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Not just uh, well Star Wars and Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. Because <laughs> that kind of tanked there at and the well, end, too. If you had told me three years ago, uh, let's say five years ago, let's go back further just to be safe. Because I I think uh, you'll agree that I was famously one of the first people to start pulling the eject cord on Game of Thrones. Yeah, you you smelled smelled trouble coming. It was like when you walk by a a bathroom at a water park and you can smell it before you, and you're like, nah, don't go in that bathroom. (laughs) That was me with Game of the, Game of Thrones, like like pretty. I wouldn't say early on, but earlier than most of our friend group was like something. There was sourier. a weak season earlier on that I want to say it was the fifth season, maybe, where they were they they had gone off book for the first time, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, no no, oh yeah. no. But then the sixth season, they kind of brought me back a little bit. I enjoyed it, but then oh my god, it was a straight downhill ride from there. But anyways, um, ye- if you told me five years ago that they were going to be releasing the first pictures from a Game of Thrones spinoff, do you know how excited I was? I'd be texting them to you. And now those things showed up on my timeline, and I was like, scroll by. See you later. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm sh- I might check it out. but We're going to check you know, it out. It's a, it's you a might. fantasy show. We're going to check it I out. I enjoy but that shit. But, yeah, but, I, but this time, I'm not going to have like the sky high hopes you know going yeah. into it i'm just gonna have like hopefully this doesn't suck you know what i mean yeah and D aren't involved fuck those guys so and thankfully 
they're not involved in Star Wars anymore. Do you remember when I was trying to put my brave face on about them being involved in Star Wars? Yeah, I do. And you would, you would kind like, of grinded you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you grinded that. my, you were like, I don't know, dude, you should be worried. You should be worried about those Jokers being in charge of Star Wars. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe they had a really uh, good idea and they pitched it to Lucasfilm. I don't know, trying to be positive here. But deep in my soul, in my bubble guts, I was like, <laughs> get rid of those dudes so i'm glad that they're not not around to stink up the joint anymore yeah well buddy i think that does it for us this cool. week that was fun i had a good time yeah thanks for thanks for filling in with will i know i kind of sprung it on you last oh, minute, no problem man and shout out to will i love that dude as well I yeah can't wait to see him yeah, yeah next we'll time have... he's in town i want to come by and do some trivia with y'all hopefully we can get him to come over my dream scenario is visions comes out he comes into town the three of us discuss visions since you're the anime expert and play a little trivia so that's that's sounds good my perfect scenario now whether we can get him to can actually schedule him to get him to come into town we'll have to see you know he's a busy dude (laughs) so guys you know how i'm always like if you like our theme song please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music steve's part of that band stoned cobra Rest in peace. <laughs> Requiescat and Pache. Dude, do you remember telling when I asked you about, like, are you guys doing Stone Cobra anymore? And you're like, nah, I kind of just fizzled out or whatever. You know, you guys, I mean, you put up a 15-year run or some shit close to it, right? Yeah, it was... Uh, 2005? Yeah, somewhere around there. It was, Dude, about, it was definitely at least 15 years. Yeah. And uh, I was over at your place, and you're like, "No, we we uh, we kind of called it quits, and we're doing some other stuff." And Cindy goes, "Oh, like like what you were saying to me was gonna break my heart or something." And I was like, "It's not that big of a deal." I mean, like, <laughs> um, but anyways, that doesn't mean you guys shouldn't check them out because they're on iTunes, Spotify, and at StonedCobra.BandCamp.com. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You know, the tunes stand the test of time. Stand the test of time, and they have been plugged consistently for 301 episodes on this here podcast. I will never stop flying the flag. And then when you guys reunite, you know. It probably will happen down the road. It's gonna. For like a show A one-off show one-off here or there. show or something. Yeah. Sheesh! Um, also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't yet. It's uh, It really helps us out. It helps other people find the show. I did that shit back in the day. Yeah. Way you, back in the day. If you scroll, like if you get your big fat thumb and go. <laughs> the super scroll. Yeah, super scroll all the way to the bottom of the reviews. Uh, you're going to see two people super early on. That's Steve and Keith Wanzak. That's right, so, Keith. Fucking shout out to the family. Shout out to his family. Keith. Anyways, guys, we will see you guys next week when Will will be back. We'll be talking about episode three of The Bad Batch, and I'm sure I'll be babbling about Mass Effect. Oh, speaking of Mass Effect, if you guys want to check it out, I'm sure I'll be streaming it on our YouTube channel, or our Twitch, Twitch channel this weekend, twitch.tv slash Pod. So come on by and hang out while they play my favorite game series of all time. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. This has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hals Burkhart. And I'm Steve Crothy. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.